Today is Thursday, February 1st. We'll tell you about a heated Senate hearing on the dangers of social media, including a rare public apology from Mark Zuckerberg. Also, a rare bipartisan tax bill passed the House, but what are its chances in the Senate? We'll explain. And the latest decision from the Fed about interest rates, including what to expect in the coming months. Plus, the first better-than-expected report about student scores post-pandemic. Why a bunch of today's most popular songs, think Taylor Swift and Drake, will be taken off TikTok. And one question from Elmo sparked a trending conversation online. We'll explain. Those stories and even more news to know next. Welcome, welcome to The Newsworthy. All the day's news in around 10 minutes. Fast, fair, fun, and on the go. I'm Erica Mandy. Thanks so much for being here. You ready? Let's do this. Social media CEOs were grilled by lawmakers this week about the risks their products pose to young people. And the roughly four-hour hearing got especially intense and emotional. The Senate Judiciary Committee questioned the chief executives of Meta, TikTok, Snap, Discord, and X, formerly Twitter. Senators repeated stories of sexual exploitation, suicide, and other suffering blamed on social media. It all happened in front of a packed room of child advocates and families who say their children have suffered or died. And in the end, lawmakers from both sides of the aisle told the CEOs their platforms must take more responsibility when children are harmed online. Democratic Senator Dick Durbin said in part, quote, Their constant pursuit of engagement and profit over basic safety have put our kids and grandkids at risk. And Republican Senator Lindsey Graham put it even more simply, saying, quote, You have blood on your hands, which drew applause. Some of the most pointed questions were directed toward Meta's CEO, Mark Zuckerberg, about Meta's platforms like Facebook and Instagram. In one especially remarkable moment, Zuckerberg stood up from the witness table and apologized directly to family members for what they've experienced, saying, quote, no one should have to go through the things that your families have. But he also told lawmakers there are positive aspects of children's interactions online, too. And he spoke about how his company has invested in child safety work beyond legal requirements. The senators say they really want something to come out of this hearing, and they pressured the executives to say whether they would support the Kids Online Safety Act. That's a bipartisan bill that would require online services like social media networks, video game sites, and messaging apps to take reasonable measures to prevent harm. It has the support of dozens of senators, prominent children's groups, and medical associations. But civil rights groups like the ACLU have opposed it on free speech grounds. And at yesterday's hearing, the only tech leaders who said they supported it were the CEOs of Snap and X. It's worth noting, that's actually just one of five different bills that have been introduced on the national level, all covering social media and child safety. Plus, last year, 13 states also passed laws to protect kids on social media, and more states are expected to do the same this year. In a rare bipartisan vote, the U.S. House actually passed a tax bill— It would expand the child tax credit, and it would restore a set of business tax breaks related to research and development and capital expenses. Both would last through next year. It would also increase a tax credit to encourage low-income housing development, tax relief for disaster victims, and more. To pay for it, the plan would rein in a tax credit meant to encourage employers to keep workers on the payroll. The bill passed 357 to 70, with mainstream lawmakers in both parties calling it a victory. It also has the support of the White House. But it faces an uncertain path in the Senate. Some Republican senators have raised concerns about a provision that would let parents use their previous year's earnings to claim a bigger child tax credit, saying it could discourage people from working. They also don't like that it allows undocumented immigrants who have American-born children to receive the credit. On the other side, some Democrats have argued the bill doesn't expand the tax credit enough 
and disproportionately benefits corporations. So the bill's sponsors will likely need to do some negotiating. Getting it through the Senate will take at least 60 votes, and it's not clear when a vote might actually take place. The Federal Reserve decided it wasn't quite ready to lower interest rates yet. For its fourth straight meeting now, the Fed held interest rates steady. And that means its benchmark lending rate is still at a 23-year high in a range between five and a quarter to five and a half percent. As you know, the central bank raised rates 11 times since March of 2022 in hopes of tackling historic inflation. And since then, inflation has eased significantly. But the Fed wants to see it go down even more before reigning in rates. Fed Chair Jerome Powell said cuts probably aren't coming at March's meeting either, though rate cuts are still on the table for later this year. Remember, Fed officials said they were expecting to cut rates at least three times in 2024, assuming the economy stayed on track. So stay tuned. Today marks the start of Black History Month. Every year, the U.S. and Canada spend the month of February honoring the achievements of Black people, celebrating Black culture, and reflecting on the struggle for racial justice. And this year, the specific theme is African Americans and the arts, looking into all the ways Black people have influenced all forms of cultural expression. So the Smithsonian and National Gallery of Art have special exhibits on display. Other organizations, schools, and businesses will also offer Black history-themed meals, lectures, plays, and more. And people are encouraged to do things like support Black-owned creators and businesses, donate to a Black organization, or visit a Black history or civil rights museum. There are dozens of virtual events happening as well, so we'll add some links in today's episode notes. More news is still ahead, but first, a quick break. Taking care of your health is not always easy, but it should be at least simple. That's why for the last year, I've been drinking AG1 daily. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day, and it makes me feel nourished and ready to take on my day. That's because each serving of AG1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more. It's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. With AG1, I know I'm getting essential nutrients from whole foods. I like to think of it as a nutritional insurance. I know I'm covering my nutritional bases right from the start of the day, even before I eat anything else. And it just makes me feel good knowing I'm doing something for myself. It's also super easy, just one scoop of AG1 mixed with cold water, shake or stir, and I'm ready to go. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1, and that's why I've partnered with them for so long. So if you wanna take ownership of your health, start with AG1. And you can try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash newsworthy. That's drinkag1.com slash newsworthy. Check it out. Now back to the news. American kids have started to make up significant ground since the pandemic forced schools to shut down in 2020. The first detailed study was published yesterday, showing test scores actually rebounding. Researchers from Stanford and Harvard looked specifically at data from students in third through eighth grade in 30 states. They found in math, kids have made up about a third of what they lost. And in reading, they have made up a quarter. These gains were larger than researchers expected. And they show schools really managed to teach a lot more than in typical years in an effort to play catch up. Still, there's a long way to go before students totally bounce back. And there's still a big gap between students from rich and poor communities. Wealth wasn't the only disparity, though. Researchers also say kids at schools that stayed remote for longer suffered bigger declines than those that opened sooner after lockdowns. So what now? Well, in a statement yesterday, the Biden administration renewed its call for states to spend more money on education and track the number of students receiving intensive tutoring or summer school. 
And individual districts have all kinds of ideas, too. Like some have hired instructional coaches, educational assistants, or even college students to teach small groups in classrooms. Others have added more hours to the school day. And then there are some focused on tackling the rate of absences, sometimes even going directly to the homes of students who miss class the most. So bottom line, there doesn't seem to be a single one-size-fits-all approach, but many different tactics that might make a difference. More newspaper journalists are planning to go on strike today. Employees at seven different newsrooms, including the Chicago Tribune, Orlando Sentinel, and Virginia Pilot, plan to walk off the job. It's the largest collective action by staff at the former Tribune publishing chain since it was bought out by Alden Global in 2021. Employees are protesting because they say management is refusing to offer cost-of-living raises and is threatening to end their 401k matches, among other things. Of course, newspapers have already undergone steep cuts, with managers blaming shrinking ad budgets, falling subscriber counts, and more. So these are just the latest in a series of journalist protests recently. So far this year, we've also seen walkouts at the New York Daily News, Forbes, the L.A. Times, and elsewhere. Some of the most popular music in the world is no longer going to be available on TikTok. Universal Music Group's licensing agreement with TikTok expired yesterday, and it announced it won't be re-upping because of issues like pay disagreements and AI concerns. So all of UMG's songs will be removed from the music library, and they'll disappear on old videos, meaning millions of them will now be muted. Artists under UMG include Taylor Swift, The Beatles, Olivia Rodrigo, The Weeknd, Bad Bunny, Billie Eilish, Drake, Harry Styles, Elton John, Kendrick Lamar, Coldplay, Adele, Post Malone, BTS, and many, many more. If anyone needs proof of a mental health crisis happening, just ask Elmo. The Sesame Street puppet posted on social media this week, quote, Elmo is just checking in. How is everybody doing? Well, thousands of people have responded, and overwhelmingly, they've been sharing feelings of grief, dread, exhaustion, anxiety, and despair. So the Sesame Street community responded. Elmo wrote, quote, Wow, Elmo is glad he asked. Elmo learned that it is important to ask a friend how they are doing. Also, Cookie Monster tweeted offering to talk it out and bring cookies. And the responses kept coming from Big Bird, Snuffleupagus, Grover, Bert, Ernie, and so on. Then Sesame Street's nonprofit parent organization, Sesame Workshop, tweeted out emotional well-being resources. So we're doing the same. We have links to all kinds of mental health resources posted in today's episode notes. Well, that's it for the main news today. So now it's time for Thing to Know Thursday. But first, support for this episode comes from OneSkin. If all the winter weather of 2024 so far or the stress from the holidays of last year are taking a toll on your skin, I have good news for you. OneSkin makes it easy to take care of both your skin's appearance and its health, too. First, I love the feeling of both the topical eye and face products. They are super lightweight, yet so, so hydrating, perfect for every day. And I also appreciate the convenience of the pump bottles that they come in. It makes it so easy to have as part of my routine. But most importantly, I've already noticed the benefits to the health of my skin. I've been using them for about a month now and have noticed things like a little less puffiness under my eyes and improved firmness around my face. I'm even happier knowing that the longer I use it, the more benefits I'll get because it's powered by a scientifically proven peptide called OS1 that targets the fine lines and wrinkles right where they start, my cells. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code NEWSWORTHY at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code NEWSWORTHY. 
After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them, so please support our show and tell them we sent you. New year, healthier skin. That's one skin. Okay, now back to Thing to Know Thursday. Greyhound bus stations just keep getting shut down around the country, which is starting to cause new issues. Downtown bus depots have already shut down in Houston, Philadelphia, Cincinnati, Tampa, Louisville, Charlottesville, and Portland, Oregon. Terminals in Dallas and Chicago are next. In some cases, Greyhound and other companies have relocated their stops away from city centers or switched to curbside service, which has caused a ripple effect of problems. People transferring buses no longer have a safe place to wait, sleep, eat, or even go to the bathroom. They tend to clog up city streets, frustrating local business owners. And of course, it gets worse in extreme weather. In some places, passengers have protested. So what exactly is going on here? Well, nearly three dozen Greyhound bus stations were sold to an investment firm recently, which is reselling them to real estate developers, since they're pretty costly to operate as is, especially the ones that have become rundown. But they're pretty lucrative to sell, and the number of people traveling by bus has gone down over the decades as car ownership has increased and air travel has expanded. But Greyhound is still a vital source of transportation for millions of people. Now, Greyhound says it would like to locate bus stations next to other transportation hubs like Amtrak stations, and the American Bus Association says local governments need to do more to support them. Other transportation advocates are just calling for new creative solutions to tackle this growing problem. All right, thank you so much for listening today. We'll catch you up with more news to know tomorrow. Until then, have a great day. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.